we're gonna we're gonna now call Bryce Doctor Doolittle here because uh... <laughs> I like 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 I legitimately would like to own a horse now and go riding on said horse. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 82, recorded on June 4th, 2022. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host, Bryce, we respond to Reddit comments on episode 80, where we talked about GPUs and multidimensional iterators. So, so my, so, so my, uh, my girlfriend's dog, we, we got, uh, spayed yesterday, Uh-oh. um, yeah, thoughts and yeah, prayers go out to the dog yeah. um and uh one of the dogs rewards for being a, a trooper during during the spain was that we got her a, a dog bed for my apartment um which i'm very excited about because the spot she likes in my apartment is right under my uh my desk and that dog bed is just very comfortable for my feet right <laughs> Like I'm very, very happy with this setup. Um, you know, ha- having like like a warm dog there to keep my feet warm is like also a benefit. Yeah. I didn't think that was where that was going, but uh, <laughs> where did you think that was going? I thought you were going to say that you were unhappy because um, this is good. Uh, we could lose a couple listeners here, but I am not the biggest dog fan. I I I, I do know this based upon some past conversations you and I have had. And to to redeem myself a little bit, I actually do love dogs. I just don't like untrained dogs, which happens to be the majority of dogs. And uh, if you're a dog owner and you're like, well, my dog's trained. If, for instance, I'm in an elevator and you are also in that elevator with your dog and you think that we're losing a couple listeners here. <laughs> and you think that, oh, everyone loves dogs. I'll just let my jo- dog jump all over this person and start licking his pants and blah, blah, blah. Um, to me, that is an untrained dog. Or maybe an untrained owner that thinks that like their dog is the world's greatest gift, et cetera, et cetera. I, I love all dogs, and <laughs> I am completely fine with your dogs jumping on me in elevators and other places. I'm also very good with dogs. Um, yeah, like like Olivier Garot's dogs love me. Those dogs love me because I give the best belly rubs. Like we go, we go, we go months without seeing each other, but then I see his dogs again, and they remember me because they remember how much I love them. This is this is extremely true because one time the both of us went over to um, Olivier's house for dinner. And the, yeah, those dogs absolutely—they were like, "Oh, our our kindred spirit has arrived," um, yes. and like the dogs were just laying their lap in uh, their heads in your lap, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely Bryce is the dog person of the two of us. Yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm great with cats too. Don't tell the girlfriend that she does not like cats. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just an animal whisperer. I, I'm good. I'm good with horses too. Apparently, because when we were in Utah, we did horseback riding, which I've never done before, and I thought it was going to be scary. But no, apparently, I am a natural with horses too, and I now love horses. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna now call Bryce Doctor Doolittle here because uh... <laughs> I like 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 I legitimately would like to own a horse now and go riding on said horse. I mean, I could see that for you. I could see you having like a ranch that you 
visit on weekends or like yeah. live on a house on the ranch and have people to look after the horses and then visiting that part of your property on the weekends. Yeah. Did you, did you see these pictures of the dog mugging that I, Oh yeah. Yeah. Those were great. Those were great. Um, I thought that really added a lot, a lot of color to, um, to the story. There were, uh, there were a few that were even better, which was my girlfriend, like trying to shoo them out, out of, but I could not, um, tweet those because she was in her pajamas and I determined that she would murder me if I, if I <laughs> tweeted those pictures. <laughs> Well, maybe on maybe if we ever start like a, a Patreon podcast model where we charge our listeners for the the juiciest content, which don't worry, listener, we're never going to do that. It you mean an the... OnlyFans? What you're describing is an OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean, that's not what all the other podcasts call it, but sure. I mean, it is kind of the same transactional model. Um, yeah, where you're paying money for a certain type of content, um, but. Uh, Anyways, to, to bring it back to where I thought your story was going, because <laughs> that's where this all started. I'm not a big fan of dogs, so when you were talking about the dog being under your desk, my first thought was, obviously, Bryce does not want that dog there. Um, and so that he's happy that he's getting this bed so that he can put the bed somewhere else so the dog will no longer want to go under the desk. You know, win-win. Um, and then when you said, uh, and it's fantastic because it's very fluffy and it makes my feet comfortable, I was like... Damn, I got that one wrong. Um. Look, look, regardless of whether or not you own a dog, I I highly recommend that everybody go get a dog bed to put your feet on when you're sitting at your work desk because it's amazing. And then once you've got the dog bed, you may as well get a dog too. So, <laughs> yeah. But if you thought that I was, if I was unhappy with anything that my girlfriend's dog was doing, do you think that I would? mention it here in a place that she could theoretically have access to. I mean, you did say last episode that, uh, or is it two episodes ago that she, neither she nor your mother listens. So yes, yes. Um, those are both true points, but I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm, well, I guess we're on Apple podcasts. So my mother could get access. Yeah. She, she doesn't, my, my mother, does not have the attention span to put up with all of the 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 tech nonsense and random weird tangents that we have to get far enough to 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 hear any of the things that she may take offense at. It's true. It's true. Even when even when there's like non-technical episodes, sometimes I'll send them to my family and and no, yeah. one, no one listens because they don't. They just don't care. Yeah. Um, they're like exactly. Connor. We hear your voice enough when you come back. When you come by, like <laughs> one week out of the year, yeah. that's way too much already. Um. It's not actually entirely <laughs> true about my mother. Throughout my my career, my mother has tried very hard to understand what is what it is exactly that I do. <laughs> so she might she might have the stamp, but I just I just don't. I think that if she did, she would start at episode zero. I don't think she would start at the latest episodes. Or like even if she did, like 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 she's in Italy right now, so I wouldn't need to worry about her listening to like like this particular episode. But I, she might get through some of them. I do not think she would get through eighty episodes. That's true. Prove maybe me one wrong, mom. Prove maybe me wrong. maybe one day we'll release like the most technically titled episode, <laughs> and then we'll just talk about like the juiciest gossip, like family gossip, and uh, hope that no one, none of our yeah. families listen to it. Anyways, we need to get back to, uh, back to these. So you've been waiting for a week for us to talk about these Reddit comments. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to read the Hopefully first one. Hopefully Connor edited 
this together in a way that did not no, like. I did not. I just cut it straight in half. <laughs> I read some other Reddit comments where people were talking about what podcasts would replace CPP cast. And there were some people who suggested ours. And there were some people who were like, yeah, but like half the time they just go off on tangents. That's true. Um, and, and Bryce's too. Oh, God. What was the word? It wasn't demure. It was another word. Nonchalant. Bryce is too nonchalant on the podcast. Nonchalant? A, yes, which is a very, a very true uh, assessment, I think. Well, we're supposed to be, I don't know what the opposite of nonchalant, I know what nonchalant means, but like, I don't think chalant is a word. Um, but like, this is, listen, listen, I'm all about constructive criticism, whoever made that comment, but this is our podcast. No, sh- chalant is a, is a word. Is chalant a word? Sh- but which well no, no no I don't think it's a real word. Wiktionary defines it as not nonchalant, which is about <laughs> the dumbest definition I've ever heard. I mean, um, I think that's the that's the beauty of uh, our our podcast. I mean, that's the thing is I kind of thought that like it's a real shame that CPP cast disappeared because they're kind of in my mind like this kind of like voice or like core where, you know, a couple, couple news articles. They're the good C++ podcast, you know, yeah. what the, what the, like the actual, the actual quality podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they have like a format <laughs> to whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. We are not that. And that's the thing. I was like, should we start doing like a couple news articles? And then my first thought I was thought just like, that. no, like that's, I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> we, we, if we did, we'd have to start a, another podcast for that purpose. Not yeah. this one. I like the fact that we got three minutes into our last episode 81 and we were like, all right, we're going to talk about topic X. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. We got to do some corrections. And now that I've said that. Yeah, I, I was rem- going to stop you. I was like, what What are you doing? Like, Technically, got- I, I won't go read the other one, but that was not that was only one thing I had <laughs> needed to mention. There's a list of them, but yeah. we'll do that on another yeah. episode. And Bryce still has to go to the gym. And Bryce still has to go to the gym. Um, so, food. But anyways, go on. Listen, the nonchalantless is here to stay, even though I don't think that's the right word. Like nonchalant is kind of like no, they adjacent. They didn't say to, you were nonchalant. They said I was nonchalant. But doesn't doesn't nonchalant, It's I, I think it's adjacent to like apathetic. It's like, you know, you're not. Yeah. You're not, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. You think you're nonchalant on this? I think you get overwhelmingly excited I, and blow I, I, people's I think, eardrums out I with think your. I am sufficiently seasoned that I have learned to not care about a number of things that are um, that I deem not sufficiently important. Um, whereas <laughs> you, maybe it's not seasoned enough. It's um, I'm uh, uh, traumatized enough. No, that's not the right word. I'm. Uh, uh, I just I've seen enough things. I've seen enough things that like I have learned to be like, yeah, you know, I don't really care about that that particular thing. Whereas you, you're just like, you're like a a young schoolgirl. You're just always <laughs> so excited by the world what? and the, the 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 singing of the birds, the blossoming flowers. You got to stop to smell every rose, and I'm just like. Yeah, whatever. Like, let's get to the important things here. So, yes, I All think right. it's a fair criticism. I don't, I don't know how to take being called a young schoolgirl, but um, sure, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. Anyways, we're like twenty minutes into our thirty-minute episode talking about comments on episode eighty. In episode eighty-two, here's our first comment from James 
Barrow, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. The discussion around GPU iteration order feels a little like something's being lost in translation. If you have a 2D array in row major order and you want it to sum column-wise, each thread will be assigned to one element in a row and then iterate down columns. So if you consider the thread index to be your loop variable, it's not that it's not all that different. The mismatch here, I suspect, is actually in the definition of a thread. GPU threads are essentially one lane in a SIMD architecture, that's S-I-M-D. Uh, so I think the mix-up here is essentially definition in nature. In a CPU architecture, you'd give each thread a chunk of data to process, loading rightwards slash contiguously slash rowwise with SIMD, and then summing downwards, which isn't different to a GPU. It's just a terminological... It's terminological at that point. In a language like OpenCL, running on a CPU, each thread maps to one SIMD lane, and it's very much like programming a GPU. He's absolutely right, but it does change how you write the code. In in the the GPU model, um, uh, you know, the SIMD model, um, we, you know, every, every lane is an independent thread. And now with modern NVIDIA GPUs, truly an independent threat. Um, and uh, w- while they do have this um, sort of joined uh, vector style execution for, for, um, uh, for operations wh- where, they're, where all the threads are at the same place and doing the same thing, um, it, the way that you write the code is different from how you'd write the code on the CPU. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the as Olivia used to describe it, you know, the, the GPU compiler, in the GPU compiler, we vectorize so late, we vectorize in the hardware. Um, and, you know, the, this different, the difference in the programming model does change how you write the code. Like under the hood, yeah, like the, the code is, you know, the, the, the way that, you optimally process things may be the same, but the way that you write the code and the way that you logically move through the data and the code in each thread is a bit different. Awesome. Well, James Barrow, you heard it here. You're 100% correct, but that doesn't mean uh, programming to each of these, a GPU and a CPU, is the same. Moving on to comment number two. I think James was the best comment, but... uh, yeah, we will um, move on to comment number two. Really enjoyed. This is from Kemenachi. Um, don't know who that is because it's Reddit. Uh, really enjoyed this episode. A lot of the multidimensional reordering just sounded like flattening a matrix, quote unquote, to me. I believe APL calls it raising a matrix. I think raising is J terminology. APL calls it raveling, but um, same difference. Um, Also, the way Bryce described how GPUs work sounded pretty intuitive. I think a great diagram or animated visual might help clearing that up within the array language community. This episode has me even more interested in seeing how MD span and multidimensional iterators will work on GPUs in the future. Comments? Um, Not sure I understand the flattening part. I mean, it is certainly true that um, uh, I think almost... All ways of performing operations on uh, multidimensional structures do tend to lead to some flattening, um, uh, you know, at, 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 in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, and, and by that, I mean that sort of um, 
we you know you 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 move through in some sequence in time through 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 the the data um and like that is that is like a linear thing um that you do um but i'm not sure that i understand the flatten where what he's talking about with the flattening in this so, context so flattening I mean, I think what he's probably referring to is when you describe the two different um, ways you can index yeah. when dealing with the 2D matrix. The first one was just, uh, or I can't remember if it was first oh, or second, but like one of them was just, yeah. yeah, it was just, you know, looping from zero to uh, your dimensions time, your dimensions, and then doing some modulus arithmetic that in a sense is basically just looping from if you if you're storing your array contiguously in memory just like from the beginning to the end and then behind the scenes uh you're doing some right, modulus right, right. arithmetic exactly. to get i and j yeah exactly um, yeah um and like as we discussed in that episode that approach is usually not the right way to do things um yeah yeah because that that the the there's information loss when you go from a from you know a multi-dimensional position to a linear index into storage, um, there's information loss. You can reconstruct the multi-dimensional index from the linear location in storage, but that's often an expensive operation. And, and that's maybe something that we didn't get into in the last time. Um, and this is sort of something that's uh, core to the MD span model. An MD span. It, it, this is core to a lot of like matrix models, but MD span illustrates it particularly well because an MD span is a non-owning view into something. So when you construct an MD span, you give it you know a pointer to some data somewhere. Um, in the MD span model, you know that data is just a linear you know uh, data. It's not inherently multidimensional. You give it some some layout that maps from multidimensional indices, from some multidimensional space, into single-dimensional indices into that storage. Um, and that, that storage array, it may be contiguous, it may not be contiguous. Um, you know, in a lot of the simple cases, you can think of it being contiguous, but if you're, um, or you, you can think of the... Let me rephrase that. the The backing storage is contiguous, but the the elements that the the order of the elements that you a, might access may not be contiguous, and it may not also be one to one. There may not be a um, a mapping from from not every element in that contiguous block of storage may be mapped to from one of the multi dimensional indices. Um, but so you have this this operation in MD span that's defined by the layout, which is the operation where you give it a multidimensional index and it gives you back a single dimensional index, which is the location in storage. Um, and so when you're, when you're iterating, um, your iterator can choose to store one of those two things, either the multidimensional index, the thing that you would give to this layout function, or the, um, the, the storage index. And the problem is that the layout function um, that that does this mapping um, is usually pretty quick. There are some cases like sparse where it may be more expensive, but let's like just assume that it's pretty quick. Especially in dense cases, it's almost always pretty pretty quick. Um, but the inverse operation of that, going from uh, uh, storage index to multi-dimensional index, that's almost always slow. 
and um, at the very least, it's almost always slower than uh, the other way around. And so it's almost always wrong to uh, uh, to store the storage index in discard the multidimensional index if you ever think that you're going to need to reconstruct and, and reuse that multidimensional index. Yeah, this is um, we're probably going to end up having a, a bunch of conversations around this topic based on where my career is going. Uh, because I've been, I've been thinking about this ever since starting to work at NVIDIA, which was now back in 2019, is that we have a, like, and this is getting very NVIDIA specific. So, you know, I apologize to the listener if, if you care less about this topic, but there's a bunch of different, and, and some of it is C++, but like, so C++, MD span and MD array are coming. And in terms of the libraries that NVIDIA offers, there's like a, a bunch of different, like we've got Kublas, We've got Maddox, we've got, you know, Python front ends to C++ backends that are sort of, you know, NumPy copies. And I've always wondered, uh, like, what's actually like the most efficient backend to a kind of like array language? Because, you know, all the indexing that you're talking about, it only, it doesn't actually matter all the time. Like for scalar operations is what they call in array languages. Like when you are just adding a, a scalar yeah. To element, your matrix, or exactly. Yeah, um, it actually has. It has no. It makes no difference how you're if you're storing it linearly in memory or structurally in memory because if it's stored linearly, you're just basically doing a transform, a C plus plus stood transform on every single element. And so I just, there, I'm just. An, there's another aspect here which is quite significant. Um, when you're iterating through multidimensional data, you're usually either doing something element-wise, or the second case. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call it the second case for right now. But let's focus on that element-wise case. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the case of like you're adding a scalar to every element or um, you, know, you wanted to do something like a stood reduce on every element. That's something we talked about the last time. Now, Wait, pause. What do you mean by a stood reduce? Because every, assuming every element is like an a, a integer... Yeah. How do you? Do, what does a reduction on a single integer do? Um, I'm like, if I have multi-dimensional, if I have a two D matrix and I want to sum up, you know, all of the all all of the elements of the matrix. Oh, so you mean you mean regardless of the rank of your matrix? Yeah. If you want to perform a reduction, yeah. Across every single rank yeah. down into a single scale, single yeah. scale, or or a countif. If you want to count all the non-zeros in your okay, matrix. okay. Yeah. So basically, any operation that yeah the structure, the rank, or the shape doesn't impact if you're reducing down to a single element or you're doing an element-wise yeah. operation on every element. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Continue. And, and and importantly, you know, um, importantly, I think these operations they almost only make sense if they're all independent of each other, like. I can't, you can imagine a stood reduce, right? Being like that, that being a useful thing. Like I want to sum up all of the values in this matrix, or I want to count all the non-zeros in this matrix. How about adjacent difference? Yeah. You basically, basically you're saying you need a a monoidal binary operation where you can do it in any order. And now the reason, the reason that adjacent difference isn't like a particularly useful operation to apply is because like you're you're taking the difference between you know two adjacent elements, but what does adjacent here mean in this context? Right. 
Now, and, and so, so this first class of 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 things you of iterations you want to do to a multi-dimensional um, uh, 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 object is this element-wise cast where you want to do something to every one of the elements, and that thing is, you know, kind of independent of other elements, and or at the very least, it doesn't care about like position of one element relative to another. Um, the key thing here, the key insight is these are operations on elements. The other class of, of things that you want to do to a matrix, I will posit you don't really want to do them. You don't really want to iterate through elements. You're interested in iterating through indexes because you're, if you're doing something where you um, need to consider multiple elements that have some relation to each other, then you're going to care about indexes, not about the particular elements. And so, and, and so like, like, like the example of this, like, you know, adjacent difference is basically for the 1D case, it's a simple like stencil operator. Um, but anybody who's, who's done any amount of like numerical programming knows that if I'm, if I'm writing some sort of, you know, stencil loop um, uh, that's doing some numeric computation, I want to be dealing with indexes. Because I want to be able to say, you know, something like I want to do, you know, uh, I, J plus, um, or, you know, I want to be able to do like the, the value at like I, J plus the value at, um, you know, I plus one, J plus the value at I minus one, J, you know, something like that. Um, now, the, in, the, the distinction here is in the second, second case of things, you care about iterating indexes. So I, I will posit that 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 the um, the two different uh, categories of iteration that you might want to do over a multidimensional uh, structure is one um, uh, element wise, and by that I mean iterating over all of the elements, um, uh, or two something where you're iterating through an index space, not particular elements. So the couple translations that I would give for the array language listener is that your sort of your element wise operations, we would separate into two different categories. So only the shape preserving ones that basically like the reduction version in an array language, what you would do is a, uh, we heard the word raise earlier, which is the J term or ravel, which is the APL term, which when you ravel say a, a matrix that has two dimensions. Uh, so a shape of length two, you know, a two by three matrix, when you ravel that, it actually, to my knowledge, doesn't change anything in memory. It just destroys the shape because everything's stored linearly in, mm. in a raveled form anyway. So actually a ravel, which you might think is an expensive operation, the way that they're stored, you basically just change the shape to the product of all your elements of your shape, your dimensions, and then you don't actually have to change anything yeah. in memory. And then you perform a reduction. And then I think when you say indexes, I typically think more of like subshapes, but it's the same idea. It's like where I'm, you know, performing something on a certain rank, um, that equates to just, uh, you know, an IJ index. Um, but so yeah. was there so, was so there a follow up point to like the, the the point I was getting at is that in in a very concrete C space, I mm -hmm. think there are two categories of useful iterators that you would have to a multidimensional structure. The first category of iterator is an iterator that 
um, gives you values um, and does not tell you what index the things live at. And there is no way to get the index out from it. But that doesn't matter because the way that you want to use this is to do something element-wise to each one of the elements of it. And then there is a second class of index, which is not an index over elements, but or sorry, not, not, there's a second class of iterator, which is not um, an iterator over elements, um, returning you the elements of the matrix, but it's an iterator that produces indexes that you would then use to index into the um, matrix. And th there is there is a both programming model difference here um, and also a significant performance uh, difference because if the if we only have to solve the um, if we only have to build efficient index iterators, that's a much more tractable problem than building efficient, element iterators from which we can recover the multidimensional index for a variety of reasons that have to do with how compiler vectorizers work that um, I do not remember all the details of, and even if I could, would not get into in depth uh, on this podcast because that would be, that would be hairy, even for us. Well, I have more questions, but... We're going to let Bryce go exercise and eat food. Oh, and... there were two more comments. There were two more comments. Oh, there was only one more comment. We were at comment number comment. two. And very quickly, the last comment was a response to the previous one by Kemenachi. Greg CPP was responding to a sentence in the last comment, which was, I think a great diagram or animated visual might help clearing that up with the array language community. And Greg CPP responded to that. Yes, exclamation mark. I'm not a GPU programmer, but I would really appreciate a good reference for how GPU programming works at a conceptual level, not how to program in CUDA or with any other tools, but how they work generally. For example, I believe that most GPUs have a CPU user space, quote unquote, driver, a CPU kernel space driver and code on the GPU proper, but I have no idea what the responsibilities of each are. Uh, for example, when you dynamically allocate GPU memory, where does the allocation algorithm run? Or when the vendors talk about GPU cores, what, do that, what does that really mean? Is that answerable in a, um, a couple minutes? Well, I'm going to work backwards. Um, so GPU cores, um, like often is a marketing term. Um, th there is a, you know, on NVIDIA GPUs, we have an actual execution unit called an SM. Um, and I think of that as being the closest analogy to a core. Um, on, on GPUs, we virtualize a whole lot of threads and SMs can be heavily oversubscribed with threads. And in fact, that's how they like to operate because, you know, while the way that the GPU SMs are signed to work, while they are waiting for data for one, you know, uh, uh, group of threads, um, uh, they can go and execute for the next group of threads. Um, and, you know, this is very heavily pipelined. So, you know, you, you, you want to do what's called latency hiding, um, where you never actually have to wait for something, um, because there's always more work available. Um, so, you know, you maybe have one group of active threads and then you have, you know, 30 or 60, um, and those may be slightly excessive numbers, 
um, you know, four or 16 other groups of threads, which, um, uh, you've initiated loads on or stores on, or some, some operation that needs to wait, um, on, uh, memory traffic. Um, and, uh, you know, those are sort of pipelined. And so as, as one of those loads comes in then that group of threads becomes available and then you go and you execute the compute code until, um, it hits the next, you know, memory load. Um, and then by that time, somebody else has become available to start computing. Um, so th they are sort of designed for this barrel threading, the, these SM cores. Um, uh, I don't remember what the rest of that question was. It seemed like it was more, you know, the, this plea for a desire to, to understand the basics of the GPU compute model, which is something that I too uh, have a desire for, as I we talked about in the last time. I'm by no means a GPU expert. I will say, time permitting, it is likely that I will uh, scrap my original plan for my Array 2022 keynote, which was just to recycle my um, uh, a good chunk of my existing slide deck on C++ standard parallelism. Um, but I'm thinking about just scrapping that plan and instead just solely talking about MD span and talking in greater detail about the problems related to multidimensional iteration um, in, uh, in C++ and in compilers. Um, however, that will require... The, the time that I have between now and the start of that keynote is quite limited and is made more limited by the fact that um, I, I have lots of other things going on. And uh, I have a friend coming to town to visit. Well, I can say it's Han is coming to visit next week. And um, yeah, we'll see whether I have time to do that. Um, I do also technically have a day job where I have to do things. So, we'll I mean, see. you could make a strong argument that uh, giving a talk about multidimensional iterators and MD span to the academic community of array language and uh, multi-dimensional array libraries could be of immense value, especially if you're focusing on how it, it impacts programming to a GPU um, to NVIDIA. So, you know, yeah. could be a, could be a part of your J job. Yeah. 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 But it requires more work than I may have time to do. So we'll see. We'll see. If you get a bunch of meeting cancellation no uh, notices from me, um, in the next 24 hours, it's because I've decided to execute on this and have decided that, uh, that, uh, we are postponing all meetings <laughs> until post. -keynote. I assume you're talking to me and not the listener. <laughs> no, I mean, some of the listeners, uh, are on, you know, meetings that I would send the cancellation notices for. Gotcha. Gotcha. And if I send those meeting cancellation notices, I, I'm going to put in the note, listen to AS, ADSP <laughs> for details. <laughs> I mean, this won't be out until after. Right. So your... people will have to wait a week or two to find out why they didn't. Listen to episode 82, which will be released on yeah. June 17th or something like that. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and have a great day.